we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every single week, right there for you wherever you get your podcasts. Game Source, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Reclining Ox 1947 below. And boy, just like the Lakers, he needs some rest because he's been working as well. He's there for you at LakersBall.com. Plus, his company that he's working for, he had some work tonight. And you can go ahead and give him some more work today if you're in the Southern California area and you want your lawn transformed into something much more special than it is today at Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Plus, our good friends at Lakerholics.com. You know, Laker Tom is kind of bummed right now, and so is Jamie Sweet. Jamie Sweet was also part of our snack pack earlier this afternoon. Go ahead and support them today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our good friend Stone Hansen, who was a major major part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break coverage earlier today on today's game. Go ahead and check out his awesome show, his awesome podcast, as he is the guy's talk NBA draft at the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. All these great things you need to go ahead and check out. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with all of our great shows, whether it's the Lakers snack back. Also as well, Magic Man in the Morning, or Late Night with the Lakers Fast Break, Lakers History 101, NBA Observations, and more. Go ahead and check out what we're doing today by subscribing to us on YouTube. And if you could do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. I'll tell you what, coming off the great victory last night in overtime at Utah, I had already seen the signs and had said last night that the NBA schedulers were not being very kind to the Lakers putting the Lakers on a back-to-back, giving the Clippers four days off, heading into tonight's very important matchup on national TV, on ESPN. Doesn't seem very wise in retrospect by the NBA schedulers to do something like that. Well, it turned out to be the case as the Lakers came in early this morning, flying in after a snowstorm in Salt Lake City, finally coming in late, having a late arrival. Most people expected LeBron and AD to sit down for tonight's game. We were getting D'Lo and also as well, we were getting Mo Bamba back available tonight. D'Lo played, Mo Bamba was a, was a coaching DNP tonight. But I will say though, I am going to give credit for whatever happened. I understand what the outcome ultimately was, but I am going to give all the credit in the world to AD and LeBron. Nobody, absolutely nobody would have said anything different about LeBron and AD had they sit down tonight but they understand the ramifications of what could have been taking place for tonight if the Lakers would have won and a fifth seed in the Western Conference could have been there for the taking. But you saw tonight, LeBron and AD tried to gut it out and the Lakers themselves tried to gut it out. But from the get-go, from the first half, it was all Clippers, just too much energy, too much days off for them and too little time off for the Los Angeles Lakers as the Los Angeles Lakers just didn't have the energy, couldn't match 
anything at all as far as the Clippers, as far as the sign the energy, as far as defending on the perimeter. And even a second half comeback fell short because the Lakers, again, just not enough energy to go ahead and defend out in the perimeter as some key shots by Norman Powell, Bones Highland from outside in the fourth quarter helped give them a unfortunate for the Lakers, 125 to 118 victory. It is the 11th victory in the row for the Clippers against the Lakers. But anybody who's out there is saying, oh, this should be a gauge of what you're talking about for the Clippers and Lakers is sadly mistaken because there was not a fair and balanced thing as far as the schedule is concerned. You had one tired team going against a relatively fresh team for this time of the season. So it was kind of unfair. And the NBA schedulers, to you, I'm giving the middle finger to because I'm telling you right now, I am so pissed off at you for doing it this way, especially if you want a quality NBA product to show on ESPN on national television. You don't do this to two teams, either team, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers, you give at least some type of close proximity on how many days off you give these teams. Just very ill-sighted by the league. But here today to talk about today's game, a gallant effort, to say the least, to try and get back into this game. And again, LeBron and AD get all the, the credit in the world. Good man indeed. He is the magic man and the morning host. It is Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here, my friend. You can see I'm pretty ticked off at the NBA schedule. And this, it, it absolutely, okay, I know Joe was saying, oh, it's not fatigue, fatigue. You could see from the get-go, the legs were fresh on the Clippers' side. The legs were tired on the Lakers' side. And you can see that was the difference in tonight's game. Yeah, hundred percent, Gerald. I, I agree. Uh, as much as we, as much as we we want to uh, point to um, uh, point to a few other factors, that the the point was they got in this morning at around three a.m. and they just had no energy. Like the there was no lift whatsoever. They just there was no kinetic energy. They couldn't get anything going. It was they were playing defense defensively like they were all in wet cement like it yeah. there was just there was no communication everybody was dogging it at one point um gerald just for perspective's sake lebron finished with 33 8 and 7 you know it looks like a good game but that first half was his worst half as a laker he was one of four uh, had three points and four turnovers. He was not playing well at all at one point. He's also the only starter who is in a minus. Uh, every other starter was a plus. Davis was a plus nine. Vanda was a plus 12. Russell was a plus eight. Reeves was a plus nine. LeBron and everybody all on the on the bench was a, a minus 10 or worse. Um, so... Again, like you said, Gerald, it was a combination of the schedule, but like like everyone gets the same kind of, of schedule, you know. This late Ma in the season? Yeah, it's just one of those funky things, man. That it, it, it happens. It's one of those peculiarities. Like I get I get it. The all the conspiracy theorists and tinfoil hats will be out, but it's just one of those randomized, like like very, very rare things that happened and we got caught, and uh, they popped us. But, again, 125-118, the score looks a lot closer than the game really was. It wasn't really close. We got it down to, what, nine? No, we got nine. it down to six. Okay, six. 
six at one point, but you know, it didn't really feel that way. It didn't feel like uh, we were in it at all. Uh, I'm very, very disappointed in this, in the effort more so than the result. I, I wasn't sure if we were going to win or not, but I thought for sure the energy would be a bit better, but they were just dogging it, Gerald. They were just dogging it. I'm not upset at the effort of the Lakers. You got to give them all the credit in the world for trying to go ahead and, and LeBron and AD were still in there until very late in the fourth quarter. I've given them all the credit in the world, Magic Man. They deserve it because, you know, despite the mistakes that were made by the coaching staff, despite the fact that I have a lot of anger towards the NBA schedulers on how they played this out, you know, you got to give all the credit in the world. LeBron and AD could have sat down this game, man. They could have been sat down and nobody would have said an ill word to them otherwise. Yeah, you know, you know what, Gerald? I'm, I'm. Okay. You know what, Joe would like, like we were, t- we were talking on playback. We're willing, we're willing to, to, to say yes. They, they toughed it out. But look at the bench, man. There's no, there's no excuse for this. Rui one of five, Gabriel three of six, Brown two of five, Schroeder one of six. Like Beasley was three of four, and Ham took him out. Like it was just, it was a, a comedy of errors from Ham again tonight. Rotation mess-ups, leaving guys in too long, not taking them out. Why the hell do you have uh, LeBron AD in there with four and a half minutes left and you're down by uh, 19? Made no sense. So, yeah, I'm with you, Gerald. I'm with LeBron and AD. They're the ones with injuries right now. But you needed more from D'Lo. D'Lo was 6 of 13, 2 of 6 from 3. He had and he's the one that had rest. At seven assists, yeah. He needed more from him. Uh, like I said yesterday, I, I was looking to, for him to get like a 30-piece. If he got a 30-piece tonight, yep. the Lakers probably win this game, even with the uh, the the tired legs. So, uh, you know, again, hats off to LeBron AD. You're right, Gerald, 100%. Yep. But the rest of the guys... I needed to see more. The bench was disappointed tonight. And, yes, squarely looking at D'Angelo Russell. You're sitting out, knick-knack injuries here and there, and then when you're coming back, it's, you know, it's, you know, a cup of tea and toast. It's, no, man, it's not like that. You want to you wanna stay here. You want to earn your dollars. You got to show up. And, and they tried to, and they, they made their best effort. But you could see in that first half, especially with LeBron, you were already calling it one of LeBron's worst game, if not his worst game ever in that first half. Or at least that's, let's just say it's his worst first half that you've ever seen him play. So I think a lot of that could be attributed to the, just the fact that he just did not, he did not have the energy in his legs to do so. Yeah, no, that that's probably true. Um, I'm not sure what he did at halftime. Uh, obviously, got some B twelve or something. Well, yeah, many people he... in the in the playback were suggesting it's the same cocaine that you know that was flowing around the Lakers' fast breaks. <laughs> yeah, that might that might have been that might have been what was it? But uh, something tells me that uh, LeBron uh, is straight edge. Um, he did something something where for them there was more energy in the second half. They were more spry. But like you said, Gerald, it was just they had to empty the tank, and we see this way too often now in the NBA. And it, 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 two things can be true at once, right? 
It almost truth. looks bad on the Clippers because they weren't able to blow out the. They had every opportunity to blow out the Lakers, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, they they were up by 19, 20, 21. They could never get it to 25, 25. or 30, 25. 20, yeah, 24, you, 24. Okay, and you only won by seven. Yeah, so like to me, two things can be true at once. You know, twenty five point leads aren't what aren't what they used to be. As That's Joe true. has indicated. Yes, but at the same time, there's something there's something about the game of basketball where. It's not like in other sports where if you're if you're behind by a, by a, a large margin, there's something about coming from behind and coming back that seems to uh, ignite a team. Basketball is a little different. We see it now. I'm I'm sure there there's a correlation to causation, but some teams just run out of gas, like they're down by 25 and they get it within eight. But then another team goes on a run, and all of a sudden you're down by 14, and the game's over. So, like, again, two things can be true at once. 25-point leads aren't what they are anymore. That's true. But, again, there's something to be said about teams just running out of, running out of gas in this sport. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately fall short in a, despite a second half comeback. Very valiant effort, especially coming off a of back-to-back where they did get in late, but they do unfortunately lose 125 to 118. Also here today is a relaxing man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com and Simblades, SimbladesWithAY.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe looking very relaxed as you indicated that you were. Your thoughts? I think the Lakers right now are very envious of you because they need to go ahead and take a day off and relax just like you're doing right now. Well, I find it funny that a fat guy is talking about some guy's double chin on uh, the chat room. I thought that was kind of funny. All right, um, all right, all right, all right. The uh, the the today's game was a two things I noticed in this game. Uh, I know the fatigue played a part in it. I, I I can I can buy that to some degree, but there's a deficiency in in, in adjustments uh, to adversity that Darvin Ham has not seemed to solved or solve. Um, anytime you see Wenyan Gabriel at the corner for a three, that that's yeah. a that's an offensive ineptness, and just it, it's uncalled for. It's one of those things where I always think back at you know Phil Jackson looking at players and going, "What what what are you doing over there?" Like I keep thinking that right. Um, and the other part is the Clippers play. They they. I mean, Norman Powell looked like Michael Jordan tonight. And he got every freaking call like he was James Harden in 2018. 
So at some point, you've got to create something. You got to create, you got to be able to work off of what's going on. And fatigue plays a part when it's a game in January or in February, where it's not against some team that, you know, whoever they're playing. The, the bottom line is this was not one of those games where fatigue needed to play a part in it, especially considering everyone except LeBron is pretty darn young. You know, this isn't some, you know, 2019, uh, I'm sorry, 2022 team where everyone was older than dirt. This is a young team. They should be able to play back-to-back games without being fatigued. And a lot of it, a lot of the issues were really just not being prepared to adjust to what the Clippers were doing, which is, it's, 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 it's a, it's puzzling considering you've you've gotten a good idea of who they are. They've been beating the crap out of you here for what two years. At what point are you going to adjust to this? This is whether they played on a back to back, whether they haven't. They they lost the same way when they when they had rest, and the and the Clippers were on a back to back. So what now? What's the excuse now? The excuse is gone. You should not get blown out by the Clippers every damn time you play them. That's my beef for tonight's game. You should have at least been somewhat competitive, and you weren't. And, yeah, the, the Sean, Sean was right about that. That Don't pay attention to that score. That score was deceiving. They got their butts whipped all, all game long. The Clippers took their foot off the, uh, off the gas, and they Lakers started making a couple shots. But even when, when they looked like they were making a run, you'd have some – Powell would come in or Bones would come in and shoot a three and pretty much end, end the run there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the playoffs, honestly. I'm, I'm kind of over the regular season at this point. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that the Lakers win the next two games and the Warriors um, uh, lose one game. And the Lakers would be sitting at, at the sixth seed, which – I think is a is a good position to be in considering uh, who they'll end up playing because I think it'll be a lot easier to maybe get their their run in here the beginning of it against a team like a, a King, uh, Sacramento Kings that are not experienced in this in this setup and even if they get blown up by them well okay well the Lakers have some major acquisitions they need to acquire here in the in the off season they're going to need a backup center that knows how to play defense. And they're going to need to have some kind of identity going in the next season with some stability here that they've kind of gotten since the trade deadline. Alex says you look high. I don't do drugs. It's high on life indeed. But once again, the Lakers unfortunately lose 125 to 118. But thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. I am very relaxed because that's just how I am. There you go. That's just how he is indeed. But Sean, let me ask you this. With the Lakers having LeBron in there and AD in there until literally halfway through that final minute of the of the fourth quarter, kind of disappointing to see them, you know, because like Dick Joe says, this game was pretty much not in doubt even in that second half when the Lakers tried to bring it close and get it close to about six, seven points. It was still kind of questioning me, you know, in regards to why 
the Darvin Ham was still trying to keep those two in the game. I mean, you got to sit them down. And you're down 10 points or so right around there. It, this game is pretty much not in doubt. I don't think they're going to go on a 10-0 run like was gone on to them last night in Utah. Your thoughts on this, my friend. Did Darvin Ham play LeBron and AD too long considering the kind of tenuous foot injuries they currently have? That's a great question, Gerald. I was just uh, looking through uh, some tweets, and uh, Mike Trudell said that after the game, Ham said that he played AD and LeBron as long as he could under the circumstances, and he couldn't play them any longer than that. Well, I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul there. AD played 32 minutes. LeBron played 35 it's easy to look in hindsight now and say, oh, well, you know, they should have sat. They should have sat, you know. We, shout out to Dr. Nukes. Dr. Nukes is, uh, is a great uh, follower of ours. He was basically disagreeing with us. He had he was saying he had thought that, uh, you know, the, the wise move would have been for the Lakers to sit AD and LeBron tonight, uh, you know, even looking at the uh, eventual schedule as – penciling in this as a loss i'm with you gerald i i give uh, props to lebron ad for showing up tonight because they could have easily tried to give it a go before uh before game time and just said yeah we don't have it tonight you know we're just we're gonna sit i agree with you my friend and then uh howard hill's asking how many minutes lebron and ad played tonight lebron played 35 Anthony Davis played 32. Yep. D'Angelo played 40. So he was in there for a while. Austin Reeves with 31 on the back-to-back. D'Angelo was the 140. He was coming in fresh off of a two-game absence. So I think that they wanted to go ahead and see if he could get some, some burn. And he was plus eight, 15 points, seven assists. But like you said, Sean, really hoping for a big game from him to really turn around for the team. Yeah, Gerald, we we really needed it from him. You know, we really needed it from him. He was um, he hasn't he hasn't been available for a couple of really important games, and we've dropped them. I was hoping, you know, if, if he comes in tonight reinvigorated, refreshed, uh, you know, he drops a a thirty a thirty a thirty bag on them, and I thought we were looking pretty good because. Even if we got eighty percent of what AD and LeBron can have can give us, if you got that uh, output from uh, D'Angelo, I think it would have pushed us over because when you look at the team stats, there's not a whole, there's not a big difference that you know, fourteen turnovers, they out rebounded them, they uh, had more assists, but like you said, Gerald, it's just there were no, they couldn't get their legs underneath them to start out the game and just to end the game. It was it was kind of burning the candle at both ends yesterday with Utah. You wanted to you wanted to play that that game with them. Well, you know what? That OT win cost you might have cost you a win here. Joe, let me ask you this. Getting back to you, my friend, once again it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 125 to 118. The Lakers are down to 41 and 39, still seventh place in the Western Conference. Golden State is at Sacramento on Friday and at Portland on Sunday. While the Lakers have Phoenix on Friday, we don't know what the status is. That'll be on a second game of back to back, so we don't know who's playing in that one. 
And then on Sunday, they have a return rematch against Utah at home. Your thoughts on how this could line up for the Lakers possibly getting a sixth seed. And if they do, that would be the best things, all things concerned, because everybody seems to be pointing every single team right around that four to eight slot in the Western Conference, all seemingly are indicating that they want to play against Sacramento in that first round. Yeah, I, I'm, I want to commend uh, AD and LeBron for playing tonight because it would be only you, I would, we would lose credibility in our commentary here if we're criticizing them for sitting games that are important yeah. and then and then they play in these in this game it, to some degree sean is right that the the ot game might have cost them to this this game i might have thought that if this wasn't the continued result with this a clipper team it does it just doesn't matter these guys have some kind of next gear type thing where they just play this play us very well they just happen to get us at a vulnerable position, but the, the LeBron and AD should be commended. I, I know it sounds kind of dumb because, you know, you're supposed to, if you're healthy enough to play, you should be playing. But considering the landscape of the NBA now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to support LeBron and AD for playing tonight and playing as long as they did because that's what I want to see. That's what we want to see. You want to have that mentality where we're going to play until it's over because that will resonate in the playoffs. That will resonate a, a, in the locker room, hey, we're going to play until the, we lose. So congratulations on that kind of mindset. The Lakers have slowly improved that tenacity uh, as as the weeks have gone on. And as far as what's going to happen in the next two games, Lakers look like they – I mean, we're going to be in the play-in here for sure. Whether it's going to be a 6, 7, or 8 seed is going to be – really the determining factor uh, of, of, of what's going to, you know, what the end result's going to be. If they lose to Phoenix, they might not even get a seven, uh, which is not good because seven keeps you in that, in my opinion, I'd rather play Memphis than Denver. Uh, yeah. But then again, I don't know if that's any better, but uh, the Lakers need to make, play the next two games like their playoff uh, games, playoff game sevens. Win those two games, hope that the Golden State Warriors lose one game and then at that point you get the sixth seed you're in a very good position to uh to do some things but uh, my worry is right now is 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 the the leadership from the coaching at this point i don't know i don't know how well i sort of know what's going to happen and it's not good it, darvin ham's going to get out coached uh the deeper they go should they win and that's that's a that's a really big concern right now once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 125 to 118. Sean, I want to hit you up with this. It's so funny because Gary is trying to troll on LeBron's. I see this stuff all the time on LeBron. LeBron haters and LeBron haters. If you don't like LeBron, you don't like LeBron. But And he's not the same player that he was 10 years ago. I'll give you that. But my God, Sean, 29, 8, and 7. He's 39 years old. Outside of an NFL quarterback, tell me other any other 39-year-old in any sport outside of driving and racing. Maybe you can go ahead and throw UFC and boxing in there. Maybe some of those older boxers have, have found that kind of success. Tell me how many uh, you know 39-year-olds have found this kind of success when they're available and on the court. How many? Yeah, the, yeah there's only one, Gerald. You mentioned his name. It's LeBron James. I mean, very few at his age have ever achieved at this level. 
in this sport. That's that's correct. Yes. In any NBA for at least, yeah. 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 There um uh, as far as as far as Well can... if it's steroids, he's doing a good job of hiding it, that's a write off. <laughs> you know what? What did Barry Bond say about steroids, Gerald? Yeah, steroids are great. You still gotta hit the ball. Yeah, but that's first of all, I didn't do steroids. The other is when you give uh, Barry Bonds, who was already a Hall of Famer before the 90s were over, uh, an added bonus to his unbelievable ability, you, you turn him into a legitimate superhero. So that's that. That's just <laughs> that's just what is it? 224 walks in 2002. Well, I'm that sorry, was amazing. I saw that man. It just yeah, just the 224 of walks. walks. How um, many total bases did he get in that year? I'd have to I'd have to look at that one, but that was I, well. Regard regardless, I didn't mean to divert the uh, the conversation, but the 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 fact the fact of the matter is um, that whatever he's uh, putting into his body is uh, a conversation for another podcast. You, he's still he's still the one who's got to get up every morning, do whatever he does, however he prepares, however he recovers. And he still comes back, Gerald. And yeah, he looked like crap the first sixteen minutes tonight. But the next nineteen were pretty good. They were pretty good. He he almost made up for it. Yeah. So uh there's no but the only other player I could really kind of compare him to as far as like major sports is probably is other than other than Brady is probably Chris Chelios in the NHL. He played till he was forty five. Um, that would probably be the only other guy. But as far as the NBA goes, it's LeBron and everybody else. He set a standard that uh, will never be matched. It will it will never be matched. Maybe somebody gets to a point where they work as hard as LeBron does and they put as much money into their body as he does and they invest as much time and and effort into sleep and recovery but nobody will ever eclipse what he's done he whatever it is Gerald he's found the formula where it seems like he doesn't age well, he, again, you don't see the same thing. We've talked about this last season, especially because there were games where he looked like he was 10 years younger. And then there were games that he came in off of a back to back or, you know, not very little rest where he did look tired. He did not look like he was the same player. And that first half, he did not look like the LeBron that we've come to know. Let's put it out there. But it's, you know, simple fatigue. You play off a of back to back and over time, that's what you're going to get from most of these players. You're not going to get the same kind of energy. But to tell me these you know, so-called knowledgeable NBA fans at times that are out there, and you know who you are, that just want to hate on LeBron, you're going to continue to hate on LeBron. You could tell me that Kobe and, and, and also uh, uh, Magic, and you could also tell me uh, Michael Jordan were so much better at, at that age. The numbers don't lie. And you can always tell me it's a different game back then. There was more physical, the whole nine yards, blah, 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 blah. You can always tell me that, but you know what? You know the truth, and so do I. LeBron is having one of the best 38 or 35-plus years, you know, since he's reached 35 and beyond that uh, careers and anybody has ever had, anybody. And, you know, it's, it, it, the, it, people are going to hate to hate, 
And well, it comes it comes down to this when it because I I've seen I've seen this happen a lot and. But I won't talk to you about the bald spot. That's a mark. That's all. Well, that's it, the the. I won't fight you on that one. It it, it makes sorry, or folks, if you guys are offended by this, but what it does is it makes you feel better about yourself to say that someone is achieving unprecedented things. It makes you feel better that oh well he's probably cheating. You know, and I'm not saying most don't. He's usually reserved for those who are in the performance enhancement business, right? Which is physical, you know, uh, aesthetically, you know, bodybuilding or fitness models. I know that a lot of those guys are all on something and I get it. But to say that someone's doing steroids in the NBA, I, you know, call me naive. Steroids isn't really, I know it's a, it's known as a recovery, but in basketball, your joints and your ligaments are the most important asset you can have in, 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 in the game. And steroids, if you know anything about steroids, those are detriments to ligaments and, and joints at some point. So you, you don't really get the benefit of, of that in basketball as much as you would in baseball where you're stationary most of the time or sitting down and you're not really, you know, you're not bending your ankles and doing things like that on a regular basis. Football, and I'll, just, and I'll just say this, Joe, and I'll just say this because Stephen Curry has now reached the 35 year old point where he's 35 and now going to be probably doing some pretty good things of his own over the course of the next few years. But he'll also have those points in the season where he'll get injured. He'll be out for 15, 20 games. You see the similar sort of pattern. With all these older players, Kobe, MJ, all these older players, they all hit that point where they can give you what they can give you, but they can't give it as much as they gave it before. And and to me, I think that Le- LeBron averaging 29, 8, and 7 in his 38, 39-year-old season, I think that's pretty damn good. I understand he's not as available as much as we'd like. You know, you contribute to the age, you contribute to other things, but, you know... Curry is going to be reaching these same type of ages and reaching these same type of numbers here in the not too distant future. And I don't think there will be as half as much as hate drawn his way as we see right now with LeBron. So if we're, if you're, if you think that LeBron is on some performance enhancing drugs, I guess it wouldn't be too hard for him to find uh, a doctor in Germany, France, Mexico, Brazil, wherever that creates a PED that maybe works for him specifically on what he wants and can avoid the norms of what usual PEDs do. Sure. I wouldn't put it past. If it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Same thing with Tom Brady. Wouldn't be surprised if he was in on something, but at some point with the way that the world is, um, I think you'd, you'd probably find out by now, but that's just me. I get, I get very, I get very irritated at, this type of conversation because for a long time there was speculation and uh, innuendo that secretary was was on drugs gerald because we know how corrupt horse racing is well absolutely i've got a question every single time out because of how corrupt it is right now and how many scandals that there's been in recent times with horse racing when they did the autopsy on Secretariat, they found that his heart had was a quarter bigger than the average size horse. 
So his organs, especially his heart, was able to absorb more oxygen and put out more than the average animal. And there were, there, for, Gerald, for decades, a dec- for, for years and years, there were stories about Secretariat being on drugs. And he was just a gifted once in a lifetime, once in a gen- And people can't give this to LeBron still. After 20 years, after 20 years, after four championships, after all the MVPs, and you're still trying to petty us with this petty bullshit about him being on steroids. Because it being makes them on... feel better. It makes them feel like, well, if I can't. You can't I... see, if you can't see, yep, you, you have to be able to look at a work of art and just appreciate it for being a work of art instead of trying to look at all the small imperfections. And that's what all it's a, and it's a bigger point about society too, Joe, because it's not as if a dog can have his day anymore. No, you gotta, you, you gotta make sure that before. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just, look, it's it, just look, if they look, I told you there's a, there's a massive insecurity issue in society in general, and it makes them feel better to say, oh, he's on something. That's why he is who he is or, who, or she or whatever, right? And then my my response to that is, if you're getting that backlash, tell him to lick taint. Okay. Uh, that's uh, one way you could put it. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 125. Yes, Intel, your, your, your comment was funny. I, I, yes. I got a chuckle out of that one. So are you on the couch just to clarify things in the I'm car? I'm on my love seat. What couch? Okay, well... All right, uh, that's a joke waiting to happen right there. I have there, a throne what? in my living room where I sit in. That's, that's where I sit when I'm chilling. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But I will say, though, I want to talk about, before we head on out, the Game upcoming on Friday against Phoenix. Magic Man, the Phoenix is going to be on the other end of this where they have a back-to-back and will be meeting up Friday on with the Lakers after playing Thursday night. Your thoughts? If they win Thursday night, there's really no incentive for them to go ahead and continue playing their starters unless they want to just give them reps. Do you see a thing where the Lakers could go ahead, come in with one day off? Because I'm, I'm assuming Darvin Ham is going to at least give them a day off where they can go in with somewhat rest going in facing off against a team that may not be playing all of its players on Friday night. Yeah. I think that's what I'm leaning towards Gerald. That's what I think is going to end up happening. The the tell will be tomorrow. It'll be interesting. If I think if Katie and book are playing on Thursday, they're not going to be playing on Friday. And like the reverse is true as well. If they're not playing Thursday, there's no reason to assume they would play Friday. Like that, that doesn't make any sense. So, mm-hmm. I think tomorrow's is the litmus test for them. 
I think that's the last game they're going to put all five of their starters together. And uh, I would expect uh, at least Chris Paul and Kevin Durant to uh, be resting on Friday. As for us, we have to win that game. So it, it doesn't matter who's playing. We have to win. It, yeah. It's if, if, if we lose, Golden State wins, and the Knicks beat New Orleans, that's it. Golden State has to succeed. But we could also fall down in the standings as well. People don't understand. The farthest we could fall is ninth, but we could still fall. No, ninth. It's actually ninth. I, it's I ninth just, now? Yeah, okay. ninth. The farthest we could fall down is ninth. So I ask you, we got to keep winning the last two games just to make sure we don't fall down any farther than seventh. Yeah, we have to we have to stay in the seventh or eighth. That they're not going to no seventh because then we wouldn't be getting a home game. No, no. On so, that first game, we would have yeah. to wait until the second time. Yeah, which uh, you know what I, you know what I wouldn't be too uh, too upset about that to be honest with you. But it, to to have to win two of those games when you're not at home, Gerald, would suck. So they got to win, man. They got to win, like. On the plus side, what the Lakers have going for them is there's no incentivization for the Kings to throw that game. They're still in a race for Memphis for the two seed. Now, Memphis is playing the Bucks on Friday, and they're probably going to be without the same players they were without today. So I don't think you're beating the Bucks. So the Bucks beat the Grizz. That means that Sacramento is only one and a half games out of a two seed. The two seed is huge now, especially with the uh, the plan. If you have the two seed, you, that is a whole extra playoff series where you have home court advantage. It's huge. It's monumental, especially now with the, the plan incorporated into the playoffs. So it's not to be taken for granted. Like to, I, You could be two or three. No, you'd rather be two. You'd rather be two. Well, again, if they could get into six, and I know that uh, at none was uh, actually asking about that. If the Lakers do win out, win their final two home games, and then also as well, Golden State slip-ups, maybe in Sacramento or in Portland. And you know, on the road, Joe, all season long, Golden State has had troubles all season long on the road. They have one of the worst records in the league on the road. Your thoughts on this? This is still a very good possibility. The Lakers could still sneak into sixth. Yeah, it, it, it would definitely lessen the loss for tonight if they can somehow get to six. Uh, I don't think the Bucks are as uh, favored to win that game because they just clinched the first seed. So we don't know if they're going to sit down people for the last couple games. We got to watch out for that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Memphis Grizzlies are likely gonna stay in number two, and then Sacramento will be at three, Phoenix will be at four. Right now, Lakers have to just I I I don't know I don't know how it's gonna go on Friday against Phoenix because where's the first time you're gonna play Phoenix with Durant on there? And I'm assuming Aiton is still is 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 Aiton gonna play Friday too? We don't know that for sure. We don't know who's yeah, gonna so play because remember it's back to they're playing on a back to back. They play tomorrow and Friday. Yeah, if 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 they end up feeling like they got the fourth seed locked in, which it looks like they do, by tomorrow's win, 
then I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to sit everybody. If they do, then, you know, Lakers have a chance of beating Phoenix and finishing off in Utah or against Utah on Sunday. And then if if the Warriors lose, then I don't think they'll lose to Portland, even on the road. So we're going to have to hope that they lose this next game. Well, that would be very hard to do right off. I think the team that's going to get the Bucks in the first round is going to be someone in the Eastern Conference. Uh, that'll be determined on a play-in in the Eastern Conference that I think you very well know. But it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers do, unfortunately, lose 125-118. to 118. We're looking to be back tomorrow night. I think possibly looking for a late night with the Lakers fast break to go ahead and wrap things up there for Thursday. And then Friday, it all starts off with coffee in hand with Magic Man in the morning on Friday. He's going to be there. Hopefully, Joe or I will go there and be alongside him. If one of us will be awake for it, we'll try to be there for it. It is Magic Man in the morning. And then, of course, on Friday evening, we're going to go ahead and be on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. The game is on at 7 or 7.30 on Friday. I haven't checked yet. Let me go I think ahead. It's I'll 7 30. Right. I think it's 7.30. Okay. 7.30. It's 12.30 on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> 7.30 on Friday and then 12.30 on Sunday. So don't forget our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Games right there for you coming up. And then, of course, the post games right here at the Lakers Fast Break, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, everywhere. It's been great fun. Great indeed to have everyone here. Best chat room that's out there, even though today got a little bit out of hand, a little bit crazy. But you guys are still the best chat room that's out there for the Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, and the relaxing on his love seat, Joe Soro, this is Gerald Glasser. We want to thank you so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Enjoy the evening, everyone. To you as well. Not That's a write-off. Great having everyone here. John, giving you a shout-out. Gary, even giving you a shout-out, too, as well, even though you send a lot of, you know, kind of the nicest stuff in the world. But still wish you a great evening and a great rest of your week. Alan, uh, make sure everybody out there checks, uh, you know, everything out, what we're doing here. None. Great to have you here as well. Thanks so much to our awesome chat room. And thanks so much to everybody out there watching and listening. Alan, suck an egg. I just said thank you. And you said suck an egg. That's not nice. That's not hospitable. Yeah. Then again, that's you. What can I say? It's not me. I didn't say suck an egg. He did. So for it made Sean Magic laugh. Yes. So I had to do something. <laughs> On a night like tonight, that's what you can do. Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro, Gerald Glassford, thanks so much. Intel Wild, Howard Hill, everyone that's been a part of what we're doing tonight. And we'll see you hopefully tomorrow night, but definitely on Friday, right here at the Lakers. Joe is not full of hate. <laughs> Maybe a quarter or half or three quarters, but not full of Got some niceness, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like it. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> At the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. All right.